Against the Rhodes Pond. Against the Rhodes. He's trying This is Against the Ropes. What's up? What's up? Welcome. Gio Garcia here alongside Christian Mosqueda. ATR Podcast number 87. What's up? What's up? What's up, man? What's up? Out of quarantine, man. Still here. Still in, what, the the studios at home? Oh, yeah. The ATR Studios. That's right. And what did we just finish doing? Just finished watching some, some boxing fights, right? ESPN uh, keeping us entertained, you know, this time shelving out uh, a lineup of most controversial fights over the last, I want to say, 15, 20 years, right? Yeah, so you guys were, we're tuned into uh, the fights right now on ESPN2, I believe. ESPN2, they just played a series of fights that we're going to talk about. Um, they're down there on your screen. We're going to talk about those fights. We're going to talk about... Uh, Eddie Hearn wanting to have some fights in his backyard. I don't know if you heard about that, Chris. <laughs> I, I heard a little bit, but you, no, not, not too much. So I'm sure you're going to yeah. fill me in. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about boxing's return and sports returning soon. We're here in California. Um, as soon as June, right, the return may happen. So, yeah, we, let's get started with the, uh, uh, the last fight that we saw. Man, I'm going to just go ahead and put the graphics up on your screen. So this is probably one of the most controversial ones on that list that we saw. So it was between Floyd Mayweather Jr. and Jose Luis Castillo. And to put it in perspective, this is when Floyd employed that uh, pretty boy Floyd boxing style, which was a little bit, I mean, still he still had defense, but it was a little bit more offensive than, than what we're used to seeing, right? So, what did you think about the fight, G? I know you've seen this more uh, than me. Yeah, I'm not going to say much. I'm going to just leave the graphics up on your screen. Um, I think we mentioned this this fight a couple times on the uh, on the show, right? Now, a lot of you got to watch it or re-watch it. Um, I don't know. Let us know how you guys, how you guys saw it. Um, I've always said that that was Mayweather's first loss, right? Okay. Uh, out of two that he lost in his career, out of two, <laughs> right? The, uh, yeah. I think there's two that you can say he definitely lost, mm-hmm. and this is one of them. The second one is against uh, Judah when mm-hmm. his corner ambushed, or Mayweather's corner ambushed yeah. Judah, and the Nevada State Blood Commission just kind of ignored it and yeah. continued on with the fight. But mm-hmm. this was a good fight, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe it was close. Yeah. I believe it was close, but mm-hmm. I think Castillo did enough to win. Um, yeah. Let me go on to some comments here. Um, on the on live chat, Derek checking in. Who is Alan Garcia signing signing with? We don't know, man. I don't think they would tell us anyway, right? Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah. They might tell us how fair. Yeah, they might. Yeah, but we 
you probably wouldn't say it on yeah. air, but we, I don't know as of now. I don't know if they've told you anything. They haven't told me anything, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure once once we'll know, we'll message you if it's okay with them. For us to tell. Yeah, that's for Gonzalo Torres. Shout out to you guys, and shout out to Sean, who's here just boxing live in the building. Mm-hmm. And uh, Derek saying the Hearn Mansion is dope. Yeah, we're going to get into it in a bit. We're going to get into it in a little bit. Yeah, so like, so Castillo Mayweather. You know, this is the first time I see it in, in, in most of its entirety in, in a long time. So I got to see some things that I had, that I had forgotten or I had missed the, the first time around. Uh, yeah, we were reacting to it yeah. as if it were live, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you said something that, you know, that when, when Floyd fought Judah, you know, the commission looked the other way. We saw a lot of that in this fight as well. When the ref like looked mm. the other way or showed a little bit more favoritism to, to, to Floyd. And, uh, I mean, but again, this was a very close competitive fight. It, you saw Floyd's demeanor throughout that fight. It wasn't easy. Of course, you saw, you know, the flashes of why he's, why he's Floyd, why he's where he's at now. But, um, yeah, this was a, this was a scrappy fight. It was a tough fight. You know, Jose Luis Castillo has that style and he made it messy. He made it very, very, very hard for, for Floyd. Yeah. So for some context, this happened, this happened April 20, 2002, of course. Right, another fight on my birthday. <laughs> um, but yeah, Floyd was moving up in weight. Mm-hmm. He was moving moving up to light mm-hmm. lightweight to fight mm-hmm. Jose Luis Castillo. Yeah. Um and he struggled, like you said. Um mm-hmm. of course he said he had an injured hand or injured shoulder, right? He injured a hand in after every fight, by the way. <laughs> right. But I, I think this was a legit um I think injury. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he struggled and like you said, I thought we thought he lost, right? You thought he lost as well? I, I thought it was very close. close. I thought it was very close. I I can see it, you know, going either way. But I'm not really too mad with the decision. But I do see why they ran it back. I do yeah. see that uh, that it was very close. It could have gone either way. I, I see why you think Castillo won. Because nobody had touched Floyd as no as much <laughs> as, as he got touched in this fight. And then in uh, later fights... Other than, you know, Mosley and maybe Cotto thereafter. But, uh, well, yeah, here, let, let's read the punch stats on your screen. Castillo landed 203. Uh, Mayweather, was that say, 157. And, of course, the punch stats doesn't always, they don't always reflect exactly what happens in the fight because mm-hmm. they score it round by round, yeah. right? Not on, on punch totals, you know, in its totality. But yeah. um, the, I think that what struck me the most was the power punches, according to these uh, punch stats, which I'm going to read here mm-hmm. as they come on to your screen. But we just seen like Castillo was able to land more, um, a lot of body punches. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it happens. Yeah. Something I noticed was, yeah, it was Castillo's body work. Body punches, you know, he kept hitting him to the ribs. Yeah, one thing I told you was that yeah. Mayweather's shoulder wasn't as effective, right? Yeah, I saw that. It, the, that right uh, Castillo kept throwing kind of like a looping straight right mm-hmm. um, that kept connecting yeah but i think that the just the output itself won the fight for castillo um i don't know what do you guys think i uh, know sean you're a big mayweather fan right <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah if you go by what the mass because if you see if you see this fight you do hear some boos here and there yeah. so I mean, castillo uh power punches 173 to what does that say 66 to mayweather's okay he landed at a better uh, percentage. I mean, I just don't. See, Harold Letterman had it one fifteen, one eleven, right? For, and the judge for Castillo, okay. and the judges had it one fifteen, one eleven. I think two for 
uh, two for Mayweather, obviously 115-111, and one had it 116-111 for, for Mayweather. And you mentioned the uh, the the deductions, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said 115-111. That if you don't take away both deductions, it would have been 116-112, correct? You know, without the point deduction. So, uh, yeah. yeah. You want to talk about that? So Castillo got deducted a point yeah. for a late punch, right? Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Um, and the referee kept warning him a little bit and took the point away. A couple rounds later, uh, Floyd Mayweather landed a big punch um, mm-hmm. after the bell as well. The ref kind of thought about it. He's like, nah, I'm good. And then <laughs> uh, a couple rounds after that, he kind of made up for that mistake and yeah. kind of gave May- deducted a, a point for Mayweather. Yeah. Um, Kind of just the way I saw it, he was just trying to make up for the mistake that he did mm-hmm. prior to that. Yeah, somebody had to tell him something because when Floyd landed that punch, you and me were like, "Okay, ref, he's gonna even things out." He didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just cut straight to commercial, right? <laughs> it's like nothing to see here, folks. But yeah, yeah, he corrected that mistake, even things out a bit. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he definitely lost that fight, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Um, I don't think that was the best version of him. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that he was a little flat-footed. Um, his defense wasn't as great. Like I said, the, that shoulder roll at the time was a little vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And Castillo, no veteran, he had about 50 fights back then compared to Mayweather's 28, 20, 27, something like that that he had mm-hmm. at the time. Um, he made that experience count. You know, kind of reminded me reminded me of uh, El Sidi against Loma. Yeah. Right? The, the veteran, uh, even though less skilled, still was able to win that fight. Yeah, and then, uh, I don't know. I don't have much else to say but on that fight, but just some comments here. Do you guys think Oscar um, eked it against Floyd as well? Do you think he pulled it off against Oscar against uh, Oscar against Mayweather? I don't think Oscar pulled it off. I had to be, you know, completely, um, like, honest. Yeah. I don't think he did. I think this this fight was closer to this fight. If you had to give it to... If you could only give one fight to either Castillo or Deloya against Mayweather, who was yeah, closer, yeah, I would say yeah, Castillo. I agree with that 100%. Castillo for sure was much, yeah. much more competitive. And you can tell Floyd was much more comfortable in there with Deloya than he was with Castillo. You just, you know, you, you see Mayweather. He shows, he showboats, he flashes, he smiles at the crowd. Uh, he, he wasn't really doing that with Castillo. There was yeah. no room for him to be doing that. He had to be fo- like lightning focused every single second of that fight. Cause he was he was getting, you know, you know he's he was getting hands put on him, and they're kind of reminiscent of that my, that first Maidana fight where Maidana just made him super uncomfortable. I don't think that like, I did enough to make him comfortable. He landed some good punches. He had some few good, like a few good rounds, but I don't think enough to warrant a, a a win, in my opinion. Yeah, I think uh, Floyd Senior put it um, put it the best he, when they asked him right after the fight. Um, because he did used to train Oscar, mm-hmm. and he did have a little bit of beef with his son, but he's, he didn't train Oscar for that fight. But mm-hmm. they asked him, and he said, if this was uh, scored Olympic style, then Oscar would win because he touched them more. But if um, in boxing, you know, he, he, I think he said he thought Mayweather won because he landed the better punches. Um, but it was close, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the one against Castillo definitely, like we said, he probably lost that one. But the other closer ones were Maidana and Oscar, but I think Castillo has the the, the more convincing case, you know, the to say that case, he yeah. beat uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Yeah, yeah. If you had to name any other fighter that maybe touched Mayweather 
it was, you know, Shane Mosley, who we've had on the podcast, that round two, that one was the most damage yes. Floyd has taken in a single round, single, you know, well, two rounds. Yeah, he caught two big right hands yeah. and was able to survive. But, but as a whole, I think Castillo, Maidana, and Cotto, Cotto, even though I think Mayweather, you know, won largely the majority of that fight, each each round came at a price because just like just like uh, Castillo, even though Cotto's not known, not like known for his jab, that jab was was landing, and we saw that jab by Castillo, even though he's not known for for having a great jab, that jab, you know, was landing on Mayweather this fight around. So yeah, so that was a Mayweather fight, like we said, they re-aired these fights uh, just now on ESPN two. Um, we were tuned tuned into these fights. They also showed um, Oscar De La Hoya against. Felix Tito Trinidad. They also showed Oscar De La Hoya against Sugar Shane Mosley, number two. They showed Manny Pacquiao versus Juan Manuel Marquez, number three. And they showed Marvin Hagler versus Sugar Ray Leonard, right? Yeah. And they're here on your screen. Um, which one do you guys think was the most controversial, putting the um, Floyd Mayweather and Castillo one aside? Um, these four that I, or these five that I just mentioned, um, Four actually: De La Hoya, Trinidad, De La Hoya, Shane, uh, Pacquiao, Marquez, and Hagler, Leonard. Which one do you guys think was the most controversial? Hmm. I'll tell you which one I think was the most controversial. Yeah, I would have to give it to to Tito Trinidad versus Oscar mm. De La Hoya. That Twenty one, years later, we're still talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I that that one just has a lot of implications because there's so many factors, not just you know in the uh, in the sport version, but Politically, culturally, you know, it's Puerto Rico versus, you know, Me- Mexico, like the adopted Mexican son in Oscar de la Hoya. So Wasn't this- uh, Don King in? Oh, yeah, there you go. Right? <laughs> Don King versus Bob Arum. If, if pe- people that follow boxing, know, they know that there's battles going on, not just inside the ring, but outside the ring. So this is a big risk for both Don King and Bob Arum. Who's going to, who's, whose fighter's going to come out on top? Sometimes these entities, these promotion, promotion companies, these players, they don't want to work together. So they were both, they knew there was a lot of money involved. So they had to make this fight happen. The, the audience wanted it. These two fighters in their primes wanted it. It was labeled the fight, you know, of the century up until fight, then. The, the Tito against Oscar. Oscar yeah, I think they, they named it the fight of the millennium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they built it. So yeah, this one had a lot, a lot of implications. So the way it ended, yeah. largely, mostly due to Oscar and how he fought those last rounds, really caused controversy because if you really look at it the scope of the fight oscar really did give him a boxing lesson if you if you're Puerto Rican and you look at this fight and you're objective you would have to admit that oscar was fighting a very nice fight you know he just outboxed tito and he just made a miss he wasn't getting touched at all i mean he was tito was landing some but not enough and so yeah i think that one was the one that really caused a lot of controversy after the fight because like you said 28, 29 years later, we're still talking about it. And that's the one that's, yeah, that's the one that most, you know, most stays in people's minds, in people's memories. Yeah, so Sean, Sean says, uh, from my view, Cotto Maidana and Castillo were all tougher fights than uh, Oscar yeah. was. On a physical level, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah just uh, some context for, for some stats for these fights. Um, the, the controversial fights that we speak of, De La Hoya against... Tito Trinidad, they're both both undefeated. They were both champions. This fight mm-hmm. was in 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, one judge had it 114-114. The other two had it 
115, 114, and 115, 113 for Tito. That's very, tight. Very close. That's tight. De La, De La Oya landed 97 more punches, according to Compu Box. Then Tito Trinidad, 263 to 166. And that fight sold 1.4 million pay per views. Yeah. And that Huge was. fight, like you said, Mexico against Puerto Rico. Yeah. And up until then, that was the highest grossing fight to date. Yeah, for, you know, up until Mayweather, uh, De La Hoya. So yeah, that one. I just do you remember where you were when you were watching that fight, Gio? Yeah, yeah. At uncle's at an uncle's house, and everybody was mad after the decision, <laughs> and everybody yeah. in the house was more of Chavez guys, you know. Yeah. And you know, as we know, De La Hoya had beat Chavez a few years prior to that, so mm-hmm. you know the the hardcore Mexicans weren't big fans of De La Hoya, mm-hmm. but even in this fight, a lot of Mexicans did stand behind him, and even after the decision, everyone was saying that Oya won. He got robbed, right? But um, a lot of people do blame him for for how the end of the fight transpired, right? Him kind of trying to box, trying to stay on the outside, and kind of saying, "I won the fight already, so I'm gonna just get through these last few rounds and go home and take the championship," right? But mm-hmm. um, judges saw it otherwise. Very close fight. I thought De La Oya edged it out. Um, just like I thought he edged out the one, at least one against Mosley. At least one, yeah. At least one. And then that second fight against Mosley, De La Hoya landed mostly um, 221 to 127, according to these combo box numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So in both of those fights, he was able to land a lot more punches and land at a better connect percentage, right? But in that case against the rematch against Mosley, it was still unanimous for Mosley. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this earlier, like, if De La Hoya would have won those close fights, he would have been probably the greatest welterweight and probably, like, top four or five of all time yeah. if he beats Trinidad, if he beats Mosley, and if he beats uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Yeah. Right? And technically, you know, he does have a win against Ulises Chavez, mm-hmm. right? In 100 years, probably... Uh, you know, people would look back and be like, oh, dang, this guy beat Julio Cesar Chavez, even though obviously Chavez was a lot older and mm-hmm. toward the end of his career. But yeah. up to that uh, up to that loss against Eloy, he only had one loss prior to that. Yeah. So people, you know, like I said, in 100 years, look back and say, wow, look, Chavez only had one loss, though, and then mm-hmm. lost to Eloy. Yeah. Right? But um, obviously he was, he was a little older, and they yeah. both will, will tell you that. Oh, yeah, I agree. If... If Oscar has Tito, you know, Mosley, if he has those wins under his box, right, under his, yeah, he would have gone down as one of the, yeah, yeah, I agree, as one of the great welterweights. Why? Because the he had. The greatest welterweight. The greatest thing. I don't know about the greatest. Who would be greater than him if he beats all of them? <sighs> I still think, I don't, I don't think he could touch Leonard's Pacquiao. resume. Okay. Leonard's resume, okay. you know. And, of course, he'll go down with Shri Ray Robinson. That's a different era, but. I think he, he becomes the greatest, of course, the greatest modern welterweight because he comes in in an era where he was just a face of boxing, where TV... And he got that uh, Olympic gold medal, perfect mm-hmm. start to his career. Yeah, yeah. And these, this fight against Tito was is, was winnable. It should have really had been a W if, if Oscar had done what he just had, you know, if he had followed the, the, the plan. And against Mosley, that first one was pretty close. I, I gave that first one to Mosley. But you know these are winnable fights. These are those fights where you just dig, dig a little bit, dig a little bit more, and you get that win out. You know what I think, you? 
And you might, up? you might, this might sound controversial. I think Oscar <laughs> after that Tito fight, I think he got a little soft. I think he got a little soft. And I'll tell you why. Um, after the fight, of course, Oscar was in disbelief. He was upset. Clearly, he thought he had won this fight, and he was upset. And where did he find, you know, some refuge or some some words of, you know, encouragement? His dad. His dad kind of went up to him and told him, like, you know what, you won the fight. And it seemed like that, all that kind of lifted from Oscar. He went on record to say this. And honestly, I think sometimes that's the motivating factor for Oscar. I think Oscar, other than his mom, you know, you know the story with his, with his mom passing, him getting the gold medal. That was one motivating factor. But I think him trying to, you know, please or trying to, you know, the approval of his father, you know, largely uh, encouraged him to do so well up to that point. I think once he had that a little bit, I I feel like he lost an edge just a little bit. So that, that's my opinion. Yeah, you say you think he got soft after that loss. A little bit, just a slight. I, I think feel he like he was edge. always soft. Oh, <laughs> honestly. Um, he was always more of a nicer type of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, maybe. I think that's why a lot of Mexican people criticized him, mm-hmm. right? He wasn't like the macho man. He wasn't the guy who was gonna go in there and trade punches with everybody. He was smarter. He soft spoken, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But yeah. um, let's read some of these comments here. Yeah. Uh, why was Oscar so screwed by the judges in so many fights? Did Don King set him up? Who said mm-hmm. this? Mister Gonzalo Torres. Okay. All right. You know, if you wanna. If you want to say the conspiracy theory answer, um, you know, Oscar was going to sell regardless whether he won or lost. Mm -hmm. So why not have a guy like Shane Mosley, who maybe wasn't as popular, win those fights? Either way, you're still going to make millions off Oscar. Yeah. Right. And then you insert another name, Mosley. Right. Mm -hmm. Same with Trinidad, even though he was obviously popular among the Puerto Rican crowd already. Mm -hmm. Um, But Don King was... You know, in that corner, hmm. right? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like you don't. They didn't gain or lose whether Oscar won or lost. Whether he lost in this mm-hmm. case, he was still going to make millions. He still yeah. went on to sell some of the biggest fights in boxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. I see that point that that um, our viewer brings up. If anybody, I'm not saying, but if anybody's getting political favoritism it would be the face of boxing which is oscar if anybody has any pool it's oscar if if anybody stems to win from getting a decision it's 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 oscar uh i think mosley kind of you know he, he went on he went on uh and then he said that he's like oh i didn't think i was gonna get a decision yeah. in vegas you know it's i'm going up against oscar oscar pretty much owns vegas the way mayweather you know how, how difficult it is to get a decision against mayweather first of all because of his boxing skill and second in his hometown in vegas if anybody has, you know, any pool, I think it's Oscar, and it's not, you know, any other fighter that he fights. Yeah, Sean says um, it's not good for fighters, for a fighter's legacy to be everyone. Fans remember boxers who lost more fondly. We give them credit for fighting stiffer competition. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. You know, for some reason, like people always relate more to the to those who suffer more. Yeah, to to get where they are, right? And and that takes me kind of to the LeBron Jordan comparisons. Right. Jordan was kind of too perfect. He was just too good. People relate with LeBron because this guy lost a lot. Right. He had a lot of failures. Um, and Jordan was just like too perfect. Who can relate with being too perfect? Right. But um, yeah, definitely to me, every time I look at a guy who or, or a legend who's had a, a few losses in, in their 
resume, um, all that tells me is that they face the best competition. Yeah. And and going back to styles make fights, you know, just like uh, what was the thing I read recently that Ali, he beat Foreman, but he lost to Frazier, and Frazier beat Foreman. And mm-hmm. It was like a triangle where yeah. all these heavyweights were beating each other, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we respect that more because they face some type, some type of adversity. Yeah. If you guys have any more triangles, share them on our comments. We'll read them out. Uh, another one that I think about that comes to mind right now for some reason is uh, Margarito beat Sergio. Wait, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking about that wrong. Another triangle is uh, Mosley, Mosley, Margarito, and Cotto. Yeah, there you go. All right, that's what I was going. Oh, there you go. You got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Margarito uh, knocked out Cotto fair and mm-hmm. square. Right. Yeah. Sight. <laughs> 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 nah, he he beat Cotto mm-hmm. fair in my opinion. Uh, lost to Shane Mosley. Shane uh, and Cotto beat Shane Mosley. To be Shane and yeah. Shane beat uh, Margarito. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, the tangling there, but <laughs> you guys know what we're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with Leonard Duran, Hagler, Hearns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're watching, you're watching Leonard against Hearns, right? Yeah. What do you think about that fight? I kind of caught the end there a little bit. Okay, so um, I, I've seen highlights before. You know, if you if you hear about that fight, you kind of just you know you know about Hagler being the dominant force, the middleweight champion at the time. Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard has been out of the ring for two years, if I'm not mistaken. Three. three almost three, two, something three. like that. Mm-hmm. Hagler at the time had 12 title defenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard hadn't, been, hadn't fought in nearly three years. Uh, and he was gunning for his third weight class. That's why he took on that fight yeah. uh, against the middleweight champion. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, he, he, I think Mar- Marvin called him out. Uh, Leonard at first was like, no, 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 I'm retired. But I guess he caught a fight where, where Hagler was... Took it to, I think the fighter's name was Bobby. He was taking it to him. And Sugar Ray got that itch. He's like, you know what? I'm going to fight him. I'm going to do it. I can beat him. So when I look back, uh, people say he, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard was boxing, running, moving, sticking, and jabbing. And it, it seemed like he just stopped boxing, trying to, you know, not, not mix it up. But once we saw this fight, he was taking some leather. He was in there taking some punches. I know you said kind of inevitable, inevitable, right? Against yeah, yeah, yeah. the Hagler. Against the Hagler. <laughs> and yeah, I know you said that you're not a big fan of that, you know, that yeah. style, right? That's almost people call it a one-dimensional come forward style, but I mean he was cutting off the ring. He was moving. You 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 said that you he reminded you a little bit of uh Gennady. I think he's he, he's a little bit more mobile than, than Gennady. They were they're both known for their come forward style. They both have great punches. And I mean, yeah, for for Sugar Ray Leonard, when he was giving Marvin Hagler some leather, he was letting his hands go, and he was taking some punches too. He was up in that against the ropes as well. Hey, he was taking some shots, and man, it was it was it was not as easy as Take people a shot of water for that. <laughs> it was not as easy as people pictured it to be. That was a tough tough fight for Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. So do you remember the scorecards? It was a split, right? I think yeah. Uh, Sean is saying here that fight is controversial because of the. Wax scorecard, kind of like Canelo GGG. So, hmm. was one of them way off, or do you remember what the exact scorecards were? Uh, I didn't see the Did exact. They say it, huh? Did they say it? I don't think they said, they it, said it, it cut. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess if, if if it's something similar to the the Triple G Canelo, then it's it's scorecards are maybe a little far off and maybe not as close as as what people saw because it was. Of course, you saw who was winning the majority of the rounds with using employing what style. 
But again, it was some some rounds were very close. Some rounds were very hard to win, even though sure Ray was was outlanding uh, Marvin Hagler. Of course, a lot of the fans. I look back now, you hear the boos. People don't like to see. One eighteen, one ten. For 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 Leonard, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that's a stretch, and that's the thing that we don't like to see. That's what causes controversy when something's so far off that it it just looks off, you know. <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah, and then uh. They also showed Manny Pacquiao against Juan Manuel Marquez three. Yeah. Juan Manuel Marquez three, the third fight, the first one was a draw, second one Pacquiao won, and then they redid that. So the third one, uh, in my opinion, that's the least controversial for me. In my opinion, least controversial, I least think. memorable. Maybe mm-hmm. it was the only fight fight between them to not feature a knockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, close fight nonetheless. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Pacquiao out. Outlanded on the Marquez, one seventy six, one thirty eight. So very close, man. Mm-hmm. Very close. Um, and Juan Manuel was more accurate. This fight did one point four pay per view buys. One point four. One point four. That's not bad. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I remember watching this fight, and I thought Pacquiao won. And uh, just recently watching it, just now, mm-hmm. um, he probably edged it off. Just because of his output, it looks yeah. a little more spectacular. Mm-hmm. Even though Juan Manuel, this is probably his best fight. Even yeah. even in the fourth fight, I don't think he fought as well against Pacquiao. I think this fight he fought very well, and it was going back to to the that Mayweather effect, right? Yeah. Just because uh, um, Marquez maybe didn't have so much success against Pacquiao before. In this fight, he was landing clean punches, yeah. and and some rounds it seemed like every time Pacquiao threw something. Uh, Juan Manuel was counterpunching, mm-hmm. right? And he fought a very good fight. I still don't think he won. Sean says I thought Juan Manuel took the first one. See, that's the one that people forget about, right? And I always mention this one. Um, Marcus technically lost that fight because of the first round, right? Remember, one judge scored a 10-7 instead of a 10-6. So technically, technically he lost the fight. Um, I don't know. That was a very close fight, though, because he did win a lot of rounds. But losing basically three rounds in one was mm-hmm. kind of what, <laughs> what lost a fight for him. And then obviously that judging error was a lot of something that people don't talk about, right? Mm-hmm. When they say that that Juan Manuel Marquez won. Technically, Pacquiao won that fight because mm-hmm. if that guy would have scored it correctly that first round, ten six instead of ten seven, then they would have gave Pacquiao the win. Yeah. But um. Yeah, the third one, I, I thought it was very close. Yeah, the third one was close. I, And I see why people, you know, f- first of all, you're going to, the fans, uh, the ones that support Juan Manuel Marquez, they go in with that aspect that we're not going to get robbed this time. <laughs> and so, yeah. like, anything that he did good, people were just going to, you know, amplify it. And he did, like you said, you he did a lot of good things. He, he was probably the most effective of the, of the two fighters with, with doing less yeah. so he probably threw less punches but most of his punches were very effective they're very eye-catching very clean again it's a style that favors uh marquez and that counter punching you know as opposed to manny's come forward you know get get caught in that counter so everything he most of the stuff he did he looked clean but again i think manny was his output like you said you was just too great too much um manny still landed some great punches he still landed some good punches you can see it on on Marquez's face, you know, it was, yeah. you know. And that was probably the biggest factor. Yeah. Probably in those fights, like, if you're a judge and you see one guy 
his face is swollen and, and, yeah. and bloody and you know Pacquiao looked okay I suppose mm-hmm. you know at the end of those rounds and yeah. a lot of times you ask yourself which one would I rather do yeah all right mm-hmm. but um yeah very close nonetheless I still thought the uh the fourth fight was unnecessary oh. but I, I guess there was so much money there <laughs> that they couldn't turn it down yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I went in with that same notion. Like again, was the fourth fight a lucky punch? No, it was not lucky because Marquez <laughs> already knew Manny. He yeah, landed that same punch prior yeah. to that. And we saw a lot of uh, we saw a lot of those instances of Manny's fakes, you know, in this fight, right? Yeah, we're like, oh, he got caught with that one the next fight. But uh, yeah, I think this fight, I don't think it was too controversial. It's just, it's just again the masses, uh, the, the Marquez fans, you know, yeah, hoping for a yeah, win, and that's, wanting, that's, wanting. That's one of the reasons why I wasn't a big Marquez fan. Because mm-hmm. after every Pacquiao loss, he kept saying, I got robbed, I got robbed. <laughs> and we always say this, right? If it's a close yeah. fight, we don't think it's a robbery. Yeah. But he just kept saying after every fight, I got robbed, I got robbed. And and and, and <laughs> I don't know, I just didn't see that. I understand why he thought he won. He did land the more effective, cleaner punches. I just think the volume, the volume was just too much. Like it was, it was very, like Manny on top of him, on him. Yeah, maybe didn't. Let's say Marquez threw, you know what, four punches. He landed three good ones. Manny threw seven. He landed, you know, four or five. But again, it's that volume adds up. I think that that adds up, and so that's why I I think Manny won that fight. I I still think it was very close. It was maybe Marquez's best fight to till date, till that fourth one. But yeah, I don't what, think it was too controversial. What are some other controversial ones that you guys uh, that you guys you must not like, Glenn Johnson? Who's Glenn Johnson? I don't think I've watched uh, Glenn yeah. Johnson. Glenn Johnson. He's a good fighter. I think he was he was one of those guys that you didn't use too much. He didn't waste his punches. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, where are some other uh, controversial fights that you remember off the top of my head? The Tim Bradley oh, yeah. against Pacquiao, the first one. Mm-hmm. Right, very controversial. Yeah. Um, what else? Your decisions. Yeah, that's probably like the most. That's the uh, modern day one. That Danny Garcia against Mauricio Herrera. Oh yeah, that's another one, <laughs> right? In Puerto, yeah, Rico. Puerto Rico. That was a fail experiment. Yeah. Going. I don't think has he fought in Puerto Rico since? Not since. Dang, he struggled yeah. to speak in Spanish, and that yeah, was bad. I say, I say uh, Brandon Rios versus Richard Abreu. Mm. That one's like more low key, but I still think it was very controversial. I think Abreu boxed him off fight. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, if you guys have any other ones, uh, shoot them out. All of Marquez's losses were razor thin, except for his pro debut when he fought a much heavier. When he fought a much heavier Mayweather, yeah, that was one of the biggest scams in history of <laughs> boxing. Right, it was supposed to be a catch weight, and Mayweather didn't even make the weight. Make the catch weight. So that was a kind of paid off Marquez to yeah. still fight. Hey, I'm pretty sure Marquez made good money, so <laughs> why not? Yeah. But moving on from controversial fights, uh, let's talk about Eddie Hearn. I mentioned there oh, earlier yeah. about his, uh, and you're going to see the graphic right now. Do tell. In a little bit. Um, so Eddie Hearn, let me, let me read this quote here. It says, this will go down in history. The most iconic venue in the world is Madison Square Garden. We will be the new garden. So Eddie Hearn's proposal is that he wants to have fights in his back garden of the mansion where he grew up in Brentwood. Oh, okay. 
close to London. So basically backyard boxing. <laughs> he wants to have backyard yeah. boxing. And and, and you, see slice the, you see the picture here. There's distance between everybody and everything. They have zones for, for the uh, for the studio there for where the commentators will be and where the press where the uh, post fight interviews will be and things like that. Um, yeah, Eddie Hearn wants to get that done in the backyard of a mansion. Okay. What do you think about that? You're just trying to process all this, huh? You're just like, huh? <laughs> this is when you say backyard. That's funny. The backyard. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm assuming it's his father's house. To <laughs> 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 Trump? It's his dad's house? No, dad, yeah. Dad's money? I was, that's what I was thinking. Eddie Hearn is basically a, a, a uh, mini Trump. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> oh, like oh, because I, I've I had read this already, right? I had read this already <laughs> that he he was basically running a subdivision of his daddy's company, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Because Matchroom Sport is mm-hmm. the company founded by his father, Barry Hearn, right? So his father, I guess, owned this Matchroom Sport. Mm-hmm. He made a boxing division and he appointed Eddie Hearn. To, to that to run that to run that <laughs> boxing that. promotional company and that's why I kind of discredit Eddie Hearn all the time now because New World before that's why I always discredited him mm-hmm. because in my mind it's always like it's your daddy's company like mm-hmm. I always wonder well, what was Eddie Hearn's background in boxing right he mm-hmm. always gives all these interviews even after the Joshua and Reese mm-hmm. fight and he's giving all these interviews and breaking down fights and I'm just like be quiet Eddie Hearn but <laughs> I, I think Eddie Hearn is very. Uh, I think he's good for boxing in terms he is of good for boxing. in terms yeah. of like you know what he's done and yeah. how he. I think he gets he gets in front of a camera. He does great interviews. He's very uh, knowledgeable of you know and he the has work, a good personality. Work, a good personality. He's funny. Yeah, inner workings of boxing, how it works. Charismatic guy. I think he's good for that. My and if anybody can answer this, I'm not sure if you can. My my question is why do people hate him so much? Like especially Probably British because people. Because of that. Probably because of that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gonzalo Torres saying Eddie Hearn. Eddie was born with a silver spoon up his bum. Facts, <laughs> lol. And I, I, I'm, okay. I always assumed that's why the British people didn't really like him. Because okay. it was just like, oh, look at this new, new uh, young rich kid who's mm-hmm. coming into boxing and okay. signing all these stars. Basically, like what they do in the Premier League, like these billionaires and trillionaires just buying just buy buying the teams and then you buy the best players to come play okay. for you and then you start winning championships like kind of like the same idea i suppose yeah. i don't know i would like to hear it from from a british yeah from a per- perspective yeah. for me i think that's one that's like the one of the most obvious you know uh reasons why the british might dislike because they always boo him like not just a, a boo it's a it's a passionate boo like so i'm like <laughs> Either the British people know something that we don't know, you know, we know how boxing is. Like, there's always some dirt <laughs> hidden there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they know something that we don't know. So, Probably. y'all know some stories. Maybe you know? something that was inherited from his father. I don't know. Something like something that his father did. Yeah. Sean says we talk boxing. I'm sure Eddie is at least as qualified as we are, right? I don't think so. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Honestly. <laughs> I, I think he's qualified qualified some. I just want to know like why is it that the British people don't like him? Like there's gotta be a there's reason. There's a reason why they don't like him. There's a, 
But I, I think he's funny. I think he's entertaining. He's, he's good. good. For he's good for boxing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like a lot of the stuff he did in the last couple of years. Even having the, the these YouTuber guys fight, that's good. Mm. It brought in a lot of attention and money. Um, as a yeah. boxing head, do I like it? No, but yeah. as from the business aspect, I I understand it, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure he made good money from it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his company's happy with it, so yeah, can't be mad at that. Yeah, like he says, as a boxing head, I'm not particularly too happy with that, but yeah. Money wise, made sense. I think it was momentary, like it was like momentum for that moment. I don't think it's it carried over, but we'll see what he. As long as he can keep the show going and you know make it entertaining, that's that's the name of the game, yeah. at least in this this era. <laughs> and I think so, the yeah. the qualified things comes from like if Oscar Deloya is speaking boxing, all right, you're gonna listen. Mm-hmm. All right, if Mayweather's speaking boxing, all right, you're gonna listen. Yeah. But if Eddie Hearn is speaking, it's like at least to me, I'm just kind of zoned out. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, to me, like, I'll listen if it's, if he's talking about, you know, events and, you know, putting this guy and this guy together. Yeah, Based, I think mm. one of the possible fights was uh, Dillian White against, uh, yeah. Who was it? I'm looking at it. Dillian White versus. Dillian White. Rem- yeah. yeah, I can't remember the opponent, but they were looking at some possible fights there for, for the new garden, right? That. Mm. Eddie Hearn is proposing. The new garden. <laughs> Dylan White's finally getting his shot. <laughs> In the garden. <laughs> <laughs> At the garden. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it looks pretty cool, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if it's, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. At the end of the day, nobody, it doesn't really matter. You're going to put the camera on the ring. It doesn't really matter where yeah. it's hosted. You can host it right here in the studio, right? Like a fight. People will, <laughs> people will watch. It doesn't yeah. matter where, as long as it's, as long as you pick. Covet can, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that answer. Yeah. As long, yeah, as long as you put two, two Two good fighters, you know, that will make a sell a fight, make a great fight. Yeah. Doesn't matter where. Really. And look, another uh, somewhat controversial take is a lot of these American boxers, I'm pretty sure they don't mind fighting with no fans. I mean, most of them already do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> most of Damn. these guys can't fill up the chairs and their family picnic tables. It's like no so, pressure now, huh? Yeah, no pressure to sell <laughs> tickets now. Just go out there and do what you do. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. That aspect. Yeah, Sean says it does look cool. I like to see it. Yeah, I mean, especially if they can accommodate people and do it in a safe, safely uh, manner, then I think it makes sense. I mean, the property looks pretty big, mm-hmm. so I think it, it'll work. It's, it's close to London, so pretty sure a lot of people wouldn't mind going out there. Um, <laughs> uh, probably be only where they said Povetkin, right? But okay. other than that. Probably will be mostly British fighters. I heard that he's trying to put on a, a women's fight for for the main event. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's correct or not, but that would be interesting, man. Yeah. And if it's if it's gonna be on the zone, we'll probably all be watching. So. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like this this idea came about maybe hit like Eddie and his buddies were drinking one day. He's like, "Hey, mate, why don't we just do the fights right here?" I already have a ring back there. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> I got some gloves back there, mate. What did I think of this before? Man, I swear. Great bloody idea. <laughs> <laughs> we got to work on a British accent. We do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, By the cool. way, I think this is a good uh, good segue to plug our, our, our new buddy from the UK. Um, you guys make sure to check out the Dr. Ooze podcast. Uh, this is a podcast based out of the UK, and then we'll be in contact with him 
because I'm pretty sure he can gather some information for us. And he already has some interviews with uh, some boxers and trainers out there. So if you guys want to check that out, make sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel. Check it out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow him at Dr. Ooze Podcast. Yeah, I'm sure you could spill the tea, right? Tell us something. Yeah, some 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 Eddie Hearn information. You know what? He was asking me about Oscar De La Hoya. What is it? What do you ask? Should I tell you off air? No, he just asked. uh, He was like, hey, uh, I saw that you guys had an interview with him. How is he? And um, I'll tell you the answer off off air. Nothing (laughs) bad, but um, I guess some people have their, kind of like with Eddie Hearn, like some people have their. Oh, we heard these things about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's doing better. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing better. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's that. But um, in other news, um, it looks like sports are or might return in June here in California. Mm-hmm. Governor Gavin Newsom, whom I had no idea that was our governor before all this pandemic. Yeah. I don't know, did you know? And a little bit. Gavin Newsom. Yeah. Yeah. He said that sports may return without spectators as early as the first week of June. Okay. So, yeah, what do you think about that, man? I mean, we, we do. Anytime sports can come back in a safe manner, we'll welcome it. Uh, I saw some pictures of Chicharito out there, right, warming up. Where? In- and uh, the stuff of There's some pictures. I was like, okay, oh, so really? they're going back to training. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah so, like, yeah, same with, with Messi, Ronaldo. Yeah, so in, yeah. In, in Europe, most teams are already practicing. Yeah. Um, in Germany, in the Bundesliga, the league resumed. Without mm-hmm. spectators, mm-hmm. Germany had a low number of cases, so they were kind of ahead of the curve. And excuse me, and they resumed their league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the other leagues in Europe are practicing. Some have been canceled. Um, some of the federations decided that it was better to cancel them. Um, in the Netherlands, I believe it was canceled. Mm-hmm. The Netherlands and France. I'm not sure. But yeah, some have returned, and I, I think basketball. They're also some have started practicing right at the facilities. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but good news, I, I suppose, for boxing, that sports maybe coming back here in California, right? Yeah. And I think boxing was one of the or the, the California State Athletic uh, Commission was one of those that was very strict. They were like, nope, yeah. we're not gonna be. There's not gonna be no combat sports. They're very strict, as opposed to Florida or other states that were a little bit more. I guess you. I guess you could say lenient. So, um, this is good news. Uh, I mean, by the governor sharing this, you know, spring back sports, no spectators, and boxing. The real ones don't show up till like eight, anyways. So, yeah, some don't show up at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's good news. We'll see if um, you know, like we heard Alan Garcia, who was our guest last week. Uh, they want to fight in July, mm-hmm. right? They want to fight. July, they said, right? July, yeah. July. yeah. They want to fight in July, so it's going to be interesting to see what venues sign up. You yeah. know, what venues say, hey, our doors are open. Mm-hmm. We're not going to hold events. Um, I suppose the uh, limit of people in the venue yeah. will be a concern, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if they're not open, dude, we could use my, my backyard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the, the new garden. <laughs> El Jardín. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> We'll keep it to what, like six people? Yeah. <laughs> six fans? Shh, 
those tickets are going to go for about 500 bucks each. <laughs> Get them while they're hot. <laughs> so sell out quickly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I have opened up the phone lines if you guys want to go ahead and call and chime in uh, with anything, any of the topics that we have spoken about, or if you guys have a new topic to introduce, or if you guys just kind of want to talk about anything else, promote something. Um, yeah, let us know what the phone lines are open. But yeah, that's that's June, man. It's June. It's gonna be very interesting this next yeah. couple months to see what happens. Yeah, I know some media, like I'm sure some media is gonna be there to, you know, they'll get that clearance. It'd be cool. Just have you know a couple, you know, thirty to fifty fans. I really want to pay for it. Keep them spaced out. You can still sell tickets, you know, for a, for a very good price for whoever wants to really purchase those tickets. So I, I know it's oh, like no wow. fans, no it's no fans in attendance, but I think I should do it. That oh wow was for Sean from Just Boxing Live. I went to see Mosley versus Mora at Staples. People in front of us showed up in the third round of the main event and said, who are these guys fighting right now? <laughs> That's disrespectful yeah. to Shane. You know what's the worst part about that? Those guys probably got free tickets. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, that fight was pretty boring. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I remember that fight was pretty boring. What was it, a draw? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember Mora just trying to stay on the outside. He wanted no parts of that Shane mostly power. That right hand. He didn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all, oh my God. And you know, like, it's crazy because we see some people like that at the All Star boxing fights. Mm -hmm. But obviously, the the fighters who are in the ring are not the most popular mm -hmm. guys. So, but people still show up, and they just kind of show up to support. You know, their friends or family members, and even if they don't know much about boxing, they still show up yeah. and support, you know. But in, in the case of those other guys, like, they probably get free tickets and don't even don't even appreciate what they're watching. Yeah. Man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of those front row. I'm like, okay, he's a little, little sugar baby there. She has no idea what she, she's, do, she's doing it for the selfie, for the gram. Yeah. But... Man, I don't know what else you got, Chris. Ah, uh, see, I mean, I'm just excited for boxing to be back, even if it's you know no yeah. fans. At least we'll, we'll get to see them on the tube. You know, that'll be exciting. Uh, got something to talk about. Finally, get to see some fights. Finally, yeah. get to see some fights that have been shelved. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of people were struggling with content, right? Yeah, and a lot of people in boxing. I see mm -hmm. the same posts on 50 Instagrams, and <laughs> everyone kind of. Following the same trends, yeah. just looking, looking under everywhere for content, right? Yeah. So boxing needs to come back. Mm -hmm. You know what? I did have um, some interesting, fun questions, man. Hey, and dude. you guys can participate watching at home as well. Um, just some some random fun questions, kind of like we did last week. But here, let me ask you: right. Are you ready for this? Ready. Or um, there's no right or wrong answer. Okay. <laughs> But I have a feeling people might judge you based on your answers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. This question. All right. You guys think about it too at home. Think about your answer. If you were on a deserted island with two boxers, current. Current. Right, active boxers. Active boxers. And had to be stuck with them for two years, who would you choose? You only got two. Two boxers? Two. Oh, Tyson Fury for sure. Tyson Fury. This guy will keep me entertained for days two years yeah he'll keep me entertained tyson fury number one 
And number two, you know what? I'd say Joshua. Joshua. Just, just so I can make him fight. Just so I can make him wow, fight. So you're going to get the exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Dang. There you go. I thought you were going to struggle with the answer a little bit because I had some ideas here. Okay. Like Tyson Fury was one of them. I said because he can probably fight a bear if a bear approaches <laughs> you, right? If there are bears yeah, on this yeah. island. Um, AB. Oh, I, I, I don't know why. Just because. <laughs> Entertainment. I don't know. Yeah. Inoue because he can probably run fast and like catch animals if needed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Usyk because he will entertain oh, you. Oh yeah, Usyk. Right? I missed that one. Entertain you. <laughs> I missed that right? one. That was pretty big too. You could probably knock a tree down somewhere yeah. out there. Um, Loma because I think he could fish. I don't know. I seen yeah. big pictures of him fishing. He could fish. And he just dives into frozen lakes. So I yeah, know. it looks like he can survive in any type of yeah. environment. Uh, Chocolatito is another op- option, just because he would just kind of like be quiet and stay out of your way. <laughs> you don't want anybody to bother you. And he'll pray for you every day. That's true. <laughs> you, need that, you need that spiritual yeah. guidance, man. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going with Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. Yeah, I think I was just looking for entertainment value and uh, I should have thought about my 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 safety to surviving. <laughs> but I mean, these are big guys. I'm sure we can hunt. We can hunt together, man. We'll, we'll, we'll catch, we'll catch some good stuff. pick fruits off the trees just yeah. standing. Yeah. <laughs> you give them a, or they give each other boosts. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with my picks. I'm, I'm good. I'm satisfied. <laughs> Tyson Fury would definitely be one for me. He's a pound for pound. You know, that's one of the top picks. Yeah, he, he'd probably sing to me. <laughs> he'd probably... Oh, man, Gonzalo's smart guy, man. Look at this guy. He, he outsmarted both of us. What did he say? He said Manny, huh? Glenn, he ended his sentence with a wink. Right? He said Siniesa Estrada and Maricela Cornejo. Ah, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> man, gen- genius. Genius. We got uh, some shout-outs here from Saludos, bro, from Lalo's Boxing. Hey, Lalo's okay. Boxing. You're familiar with Lalo's Boxing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I know he. I know who he would have. Who he who he would pick? He probably pick Lady Hammer. That's not a bad pick. That's not a bad pick, man. That's not, a, not bad a bad pick. Lady Hammer, and he probably pick uh, Clarissa Shields as well, right? <laughs> I wanted to see what he says about that. But yeah, oh, okay, some good picks. Yeah. Who would you who would you pick? I said Gio. Tyson. Tyson. Tyson Fury. Okay. Um, man, because he will entertain me. He'll sing to me. Yeah. He'll probably hunt for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and man, the second one is tough. Yeah. Man, I'll say Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, because he's singing to you too. I mean, <laughs> it's about the same. You guys go running together in the morning. There you you guys can train here and there. Yeah, and, and he seems like he would be able to survive in any type of environment. Yeah, yeah. You know, he came out of nothing, so yeah. Yeah, in two years' time, do you ready to take on the bantamweight division, bro? He said, no doubt. Hammer time, hashtag hammer time, and hell no, nah, no, not Clarissa Shields. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, speaking two people who you would choose to be uh, stuck with on a deserted okay. island for two years. After that, you'll get rescued and you'll live happily ever after. <laughs> Um, not with them, not with those two families, but yeah. just on your own. So pretend you're like, you're in the, the show Lost. Have you, have you watched yeah, Lost? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you gotta pick only two okay. people to be lost lost with, essentially. Okay. This guy said Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. I said Tyson Fury and Manny Pacquiao. That's a good pick. Yeah. yeah. I have a girlfriend, so I can't name <laughs> any girls. Because <laughs> she's watching. <laughs> 
and we're live. Yeah, we can't and, edit this out. And unfortunately, she's not a boxer, so I can't take her. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. Oh, another question too. Okay. Similar, similar, but if you are on a twelve-hour plane ride, okay, three seats in your row, you're sitting in the middle. Mm-hmm. What two boxers would you choose to sit next to you? Oh, active, right. active or all time? Let's say or? active. Let's say active, because then you start. I think Mike Tyson is like the obvious choice. <laughs> True. All right, active. Definitely Usyk. That's one of those guys I I, I kind of passed on on that uh that lottery draft. So I pick him this time. You ain't sleeping on that plane. I'm not sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I used to keep you entertained. Uh, two others, two others. Uh, I definitely I would definitely I know who I wouldn't pick. No AB. This guy will get annoying. Um, Usyk. Mm. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Active, active, active. Should we ask Lalo Boxing to, yeah, yeah. to call in? Yeah. The number, call. the number is on the screen if you'd like to call in. Um, I've heard of this gentleman, but I've never had the pleasure of meeting him or speaking to him. Mm-hmm. But I do have some questions. Yeah. If you would like to um, call in, the number's on your screen. Nice. You know what? I, I, I put Canelo. You'll say Canelo? Yeah, I'll say Canelo. Pick his brain a little bit. Talk to him a bit. That'd be cool. Canelo, ¿qué canción te canta el Chapo? Si se come la carne, Oh, and you know what? I would, I would bring Triple G around. Ooh. And have them both sit like on my sides. Not, not let them, you know, get too close to each other. Who do you think will be saltier at the arena? I have a feeling Triple G will be the salty one. I think Triple G is such a nice guy, but I think I think there's no way he can't be a little bit salty because of the, I guess the decision, the decisions, the, the favoritism, negotiating, mm-hmm. all that. So he's I think he's a little salty, but I think he's a good guy. I think I think he's made enough money in his career where he'll be alright. Yeah, I don't see him coaching boxing anytime soon though. I don't think he's going to want to stick around the sport. Mm. Yeah. All right. So those are your two picks, Canelo and Triple G. And who said you said three, right? No, so three seats. Three seats. Oh, okay, 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 You're okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Canelo and Triple G. Getting a call in. Hey. All right, let's see. Hello, hello. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me put your volume up. Hold up. I can hear you through the... Hello, hello? Yeah. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Who is this? Is this Lalo's Boxing? Yeah, it's the one and only, man. The hottest boxing page, man. Go by Lalo's Boxing. <laughs> oh, wee. What an introduction. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, I just... <laughs> what's up, man? What's cracking, you guys? What's up? What's up, buddy? How you doing? So, chilling, man. Watching your uh, show. Hey, okay. There you go. Heroes okay? Man. Huh? Can you hear us okay? That's a no, right? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you guys. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. For sure. Okay. Where are you at right now? Where are you from? I'm from Sacramento, man. Oh, Sacramento. up north. California. Sacktown. Yep. I'm north. Yes, sir. Hey, okay, Lalo. So we, we, we've seen your page. We've seen you, uh, you know, you, you leave your imprint, yeah, your mark here in the sport. So I'm going to ask you, bro, like, when did you first get into boxing? When did that, when did that love for, for boxing, where did that start? Man, I was young, man. Uh, I was doing a car wash a long time ago, man, with one of my neighbors when I was like, I would say 12, 13. And then uh, that night, 
it was a fight between Austin De La Hoya and uh, Mayweather, and okay. they invited me over. And after that, I just became a fan, and uh, I started watching all the old fights. And uh, yeah, I became a fan of Eric Morales as well, man. He was a beast. I started watching all his fights, and yeah, that's where you know boxing, you know, took place. So, so when did the uh, when did the Instagram pages come about? Because um, I've heard of your pages, but I always hear that they get taken down. Oh yeah, man! I'm the king of getting shut down, man. For some reason, man, I got, you, I got, I got some haters, man. What do you do? But so, it's all good. So we know what not to do. What do you do? All right, man. This is what you, this is what to you don't do, down. man. Don't, yeah, don't talk a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. I don't know if y'all can cuss or not, man. I yeah, man. Don't talk a lot of, you know, and uh, just don't don't put a lot of disown crap on your Instagram, man, because they uh, they use it as copyrights as well. We got so, some shout outs here. You know. Boxing. Amigarete. Saludos to everyone on the panel. Shout out to you guys, man. Thank you for joining us. We have Lalo's Boxing here on the line, live and direct. All right. So, yeah, the Instagrams. How many times have you got gotten taken down? Uh, so far, like three or four. And, uh, my first account, I was at 76,000.6. Oh. I started in 2014. Okay. And I, you know, I just started the page just to start it, man. I, I didn't, you know, didn't didn't think it's gonna take off. But once I got a hundred followers, you know, I kept going, and people, you know, like the car I was putting out, so I was, you know, keeping everybody updated. Yeah. And everything that came out, I was just, you know, putting it on my page. Every trending news, every news, every, you know, dope highlight, knockout, whatever. I would just put it on my page, and after a while, you know, I seen people start, you know, messing with the page. They liked, you know, everything, and. You know, I started. I got my first thousand, and I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, I'll probably take it serious. And you know, I kept going. By the end of the year, I had like ten thousand followers. I was surprised. Nice. And uh, yeah. And after that, you know, it was just yeah, seventy six history. Yeah, seventy six k, bro. A lot of boxers don't even have that many followers. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, they took me out though. And then after that, you know, I made another page right after. Mm-hmm. And they took me out again. They took me out on 18k. Ah, okay. But ah, you know. Yeah, and then they uh, took me out again at 8k. And right now it's my fourth page. I'm at 9,000. Okay. But shit, I, I learned my lesson, man. I ain't gonna be, you know, starting too much crap. But you know, I like to uh, speak facts, man. That's the thing about me. And you know, I'll be calling out fighters because I want to see the best fight the best. You know, okay. I'm also a fan at the end of the day, and I want to, you know, make, you know, the best fights for myself and for, you know, all the fans around the world. Yeah. So who are some of your guys? Yeah. Who are some of the guys you root for and some of the guys you don't like as much? Uh, Man, I, I root for a lot of fighters, man. Uh, My boy, Jose Ramirez, he's out of Fresno, yeah. mm-hmm. Central. And he's, he's uh, one of the dopest you know, fighters that I ever met, uh, Ryan Garcia, he's also followed my page. He's a dope follower, you know, he, he be, uh, he, we be texting here and there. I'm supposed to be coming out to LA soon to go see him train because, uh, he got a fight coming up. And, uh, some other fighters that I don't like, uh, obviously it's, uh, Clarissa Shield. Me and her got into it a couple times. Wow. This, this little, uh, beef, but, I really don't have beef. I, at the end of the day, I still respect all these fighters. Why? Because they uh, put their lives inside that square circle, man. You know, they risk their lives just for our entertainment. 
But yeah, how, how but old it's, are you? It's, it's all good with me. What's your I'm 27, age? man. 27. Okay. So a okay. lot of these guys are your age, or or some of them are younger, right? So it's not yeah. like you're just some 13 uh, year old kid on on the internet nah. talking shit about <laughs> whoever you feel like it. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Nah, it's. Yeah, and my recent uh, fighter that I got into it was uh, Jamal Charlo on my page. I think I ran into that one. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that one. I'm not a big fan either. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. I told him, I know I, he called it trolling. I call it facts because I told him, you know, you haven't fought nobody. There's three opponents on middleweight. They're they're nobodies. I mean, who's Adams? Who's I forgot who, some other. He fought Corba, but you know, me Corba beat him. Yeah, I, 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 I had him winning. I had a Corba winning, but uh, he hasn't fought nobody at middleweight, and I told him that, and he got you know, a little bit upset. And it is what it is, man. You know, it's my opinion. Everybody feels the same way. I mean, we want to see the best fight, the best. Why not fight a Andrade? Why not fight Canelo? You know, what's what's you know, I want. I, I want to see him be tested, but it is what it is, man. What was what was his answer when you told him why haven't you fought anybody? What, what was his response? I, I, he just left me all red. He 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 didn't bother to reply. Okay. Yeah. You know, the only problem I have with that is that he's a champion, right? He holds a WBC champion, and he didn't really beat anybody it, to earn it. A they paper champion, a, paper champion. <laughs> They kind of upgraded him, right? The the email champion, as Delfimo called Devin Haney, right? Did you exactly. See that, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Email champion. Email champion. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's true though, man. I mean, it's 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 kind of you know messing up our the sport that we love because man, they're making everybody a champion, man, and they're not earning it the hard way. That's the thing I, that you know I disagree with WBC because they're just giving out belts. And it's nowadays easy to be a champion. You know, you get one through an email. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna switch gears yeah. a little bit, Lalo. Uh, I'm going to bring a topic. Uh, I'm not sure you've ever answered this uh, on other platforms, but uh, maybe you have. Uh, tell me about Andy Garcia, because it seemed like when that, you know, when that opponent for, for Anthony Joshua fell through, you know. You, Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz. Uh, you were... One of the first, uh, you know, pages to throw Andy Ruiz's name out there, and at first a lot of people don't take it, didn't take it too serious. But then, lo and behold, you know, Eddie Eddie Hearn started mentioning his name and eventually became an opponent. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, man. Uh, me and Andy, uh, we were cool, and uh, I just seen that Dylan White fell the, you know, a test of PEDs. He got busted. And Andy was coming off a great stoppage victory. And I was like, you know, let me make a post real quick. You know, I, I would like to see this fight, you know, Andy versus Joshua. You know, why not? Since, you know, it's possible to make it since, you know, Jimmy White got busted. So I made the post and uh, I got a lot of reaction to it. And then Andy posted it. And, you know, he uh, DM'd me. I still got the DM. I screenshot the DM and everything. Mm. And uh, he, he was like, uh, you know, blow it up, you know, you know, if you could pass it with your boxing pages and, you know, let them know. 
And then I did that, and uh, the next day, Eddie Hearns, you know, gave him a mess, sent him a message, and I offering uh, Andy the fight. And, you know, so that fight basically started off my page. A lot of people, you know, knew about it, too. And, you know, the rest is history, man. Andy went on to become the first Mexican heavyweight champ. And, yeah. I mean, because I, I saw it from your page when it first came out, and I was like, okay, he started, like, I saw this little wave starting. But did you ever get any, I mean, any type of, like, at least thanks or any kind of recognition bait on, on Andy's part or Eddie's part? Uh, a, a little bit, man. Uh, after my page got deleted, because my page got deleted a couple months after that fight, you know, he, you know, he gave me a shout out, you know, on his Insta story and stuff like that. But uh, not really, you know, uh, recognition and stuff like that. But you know, it is what it is. I take it. You can get no uh, cut. I, I, you can get a little piece I of that bag. No cut. No, no, no cut. No bag. No ticket to the fight. No tickets, man. Yeah, no no so, trip to I mean, Saudi Arabia, man. Come on. Nothing, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, man, that's the fight I wanted to see, so I couldn't complain. Mm. But, you know, it, it would have been nice, you know, his boy Lala was there and shit, you know, since I made it happen on my page. You know, I got everybody talking about it. And, you know, the next day he just sent me the message saying, oh, you know, you got to mention her offering about the fight and shit like that. But, let me ask yeah. you this. Would you like to pursue a career as an as a matchmaker? I mean, I I, I think I will make it, man. Cause I, you know, shit, I know how to get you know fight started. It's <laughs> off my page already. You know, shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind. All right, right now, like at the top of your head, name us three three matchmaking fights that you would that you would make immediately spot. on the spot. All right, uh, one uh, Ryan Garcia versus uh, Tank. Okay. Crawford versus who... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, well, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna ask Chris, should we ask him who he has to, or just matchmaking? Uh, just matchmaking, ask... and then at the end, you'll you'll give us who you, who would win. All right. So you said uh, Ryan uh, against Tank. Tank. Spence Crawford. Yeah. Okay. And uh, let me see, third one. Another fight. I would say Canelo versus uh, Char- Charlo, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I, I can't. Okay. Yeah. We'll put you on the spot. So, yeah, yeah. We didn't give you too much time to think about that. But, okay. So, who would you pick for all three fights? Who do you see coming out victorious? Well, I I got a little bro, man, Ryan Garcia, sure, no doubt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh I think he'll stop him too with the missions that took. Okay. Uh Spence and Crawford, I'm I'm rocking with Crawford. Uh I'm not too sure how Spence, you know, is gonna come back after that car accident. But either way I still had Crawford beating him before that car accident. Okay. Uh I think uh Crawford's boxing IQ is really good and uh he He's really dangerous, man. He can switch it up from you. Uh, he'll go from southpaw to orthodox at any time in the fight and just throw your whole game plan off. And uh, Canelo and Charlo, I got Char- um, I got Canelo. That's a given. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a given. Canelo, all day. Let me ask you this, because um, they're saying Spence might fight uh, Danny Garcia. So what do you guys think about that? No tuna fight for for Spence, straight to it. 
I'll let Lalo answer. opportunity for Danny. I'm about to say, a good opportunity uh, for Danny. I mean, we'll see because it's a perfect time to get a spent, especially coming off that car accident. Uh, and Danny's no pushover. I mean, you know, Danny fought great fighters and he also fought, you know, some bums, but at the end of the day, he always looks good every time he fights an elite, uh, level fighter. And he's never in a boring fight. So, uh, I'm still edging Spence, but I'm not sleeping on Danny. Okay. Okay. All right, I got a question for you that have, you know, you, 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 you know, managed to uh, grow a, an Instagram page pretty big. What do you think these uh, up and coming fighters need to do to market themselves in this social media world? Just uh, contact the pages, man. Some uh, repost their content, you know, reach out to me and uh, just it's all about building with each other. Okay. You know, they, they help me. I help them. Right, man. Well, thank you for calling in, man. We appreciate this talk. We'll keep in touch. Um, any last stuff you want to promote or talk about? That's pretty much it, man. I appreciate you guys uh, having me call the show. I'm tuning in. Stay tuned in. And yeah, let's do it. For sure. Anytime. Where can people follow you once again? Uh, the hottest boxing page goes by Lalo's Boxing. L A L O S B O X I N G G. On Instagram and then Lalo's Boxing on everywhere Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. And shout out to Against the. Against what? Uh, <laughs> Damn, straight. My bad. Up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I did fuck that. Uh, against the ropes. No, I, I was going to say against something, but I knew it was against the ropes. No, <laughs> hey, bro, no. We're, we're chicken on boxing, bro. <laughs> nah, nah. Hey, that's. I, that's where I seen her story, and that's why I came over here and checked you guys out. Yeah, like, that's, oh, so, that's the homegirl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm uh, Yeah, we're, we're under her, her label. <laughs> <laughs> we're signed to a regular label, so if you want to nah, business, hit up our boss, Chicano Boxing. <laughs> we we got to mention her every 10 minutes. <laughs> every 10 minutes, you got to mention her. <laughs> nah, all right, y'all, man. I appreciate y'all. All right, brother. Have a good one, man. We'll definitely have you back on. We'll talk some more boxing for sure. Sounds good, man. Hey, right, man. Hey, sparks and controversies, man. We need more fun out here. <laughs> All right, right. <laughs> so that was Lalo, man. Lalo from Lalo's Boxing. Uh, you know, the thing in the boxing, you're always going to have, like, you know, your haters, your followers. He's doing something that, you know, that that that's tailored for him. Yeah, he does <laughs> He does speak his mind. I'm sorry, dude. Okay. <laughs> Sean said, how do I get signed? <laughs> <laughs> Sean, yeah. So, yeah, no, Lalo, Lalo's, you know, page on Instagram, it does it does garner a lot of attention. He does have a good following. Uh, You know, he's very uh engaging with his audience. You know, he's doing a, a good stuff, you know, like when people can take notice and take notes from what he's doing. A lot of the stuff is very opinionated. You know, he he does get into people's skins. You saw it with the... But it works. It, it works. You know, he got into Clarissa Shield's skin, you know. Uh, the 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 Charlos. Stax is not the only one she went at it. With. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Apparently yeah. she went at it with Stax too. Yeah. I think we need to start some beasts then too, huh? For <laughs> one. All right. All right. So, awesome. That was a, a great phone call. We should we should we should have told them to start dissing us. Right. <laughs> get our followers. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Or you could start dissing. Oh, just boxing. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, John. Just kidding. Awesome. 
Yeah, shout out to Sean and Just Boxing Live, man, for always checking in here on the live chat. Yeah. Staying up. Yeah, what are, you, what, what are you up to, Sean? What else is going on? I've seen he's been training and putting stuff on Instagram and hitting the double end bag, homemade. Hey, dang, man. Doing some tricks on the jump rope. That's what I'm talking about. What's, what are the, the, the Ryan Garcia bags? He's going to order one of those, too? The Cobra bag. The Cobra bags? Yeah. Damn. I heard they're coming soon. Yeah. I know that I think his dad designed it. Ryan's dad designed that that specific one. So, yeah, Sean, if you get one, we'll go over to the gym. We'll we'll practice it out. Try it out. We'll, we'll warm it up. All right. Any topics anymore? That's all I have, man. Yeah. 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 Just excited that boxing's coming back. I mean, fans, no fans. The other one that matters is those two guys in the ring. So, I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I feel like this is a good time for them to. To get their weight up, man, get their followers up, mm-hmm. get that exposure up. A lot of guys have been doing that. Yeah, yeah. You've seen the, the Twitter beats. That's a, that's a new thing. Mm-hmm. I guess in, in these times it works because you can't go anywhere. So you yeah. have nothing else but to uh, talk smack about your future opponents, possibly through yeah. the internet, right? I've seen Jorge Linares has even Linares, been yeah, doing he, it, right? Usually being soft-spoken right yeah. now, he's getting into it. So yeah. it, makes it, it makes it exciting. It, it just... He puts out his persona, his his character out there. That he's not just this pushover guy that's just gonna you know fold over. No, he's a multi division you know title holder. He even went off on Ryan and like, what were you doing at twenty one? I was a world champion at twenty one. You know, same with so, Abner Ramirez. I know, kind of similar to what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm excited for that. Will he fight him in July? Not sure. I think he has you know he's in he's in Japan. He's gonna have some visa troubles, but yeah. as soon as that fight gets made, whether it's Later in the year or early next year, that's a fight we all want to see. Yeah. So yeah, I got some questions here. Um, Sean says he's warming up before the big fight. You have Ooh. a big fight coming up? Oh, mine's a small fight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I'm dissing myself. Oh, okay, okay. Joke. No, I thought <laughs> I'm you were dissing just... myself. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I'm no opponent for Sean. Sean will, Sean will take me out a couple of rounds. <laughs> are we Are we gonna do another post fight? Uh, Post-show press conference. We should. Yeah, that'd be funny. That'd be a good one. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm probably going to take some of the clips out. because I'm going to edit that thing. because We said some funny stuff. But I'm gonna <laughs> make that into a video. Now, we'll probably have some videos sparring here in the backyard. Yeah. In the new garden out yeah. here. At Jardin. Just trying to stay busy and stuff. Yeah. And put out some content and all that. But yeah, man, that's all I got for today, man. Um, once again, make sure to follow us at Agents DA Ropes. On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff, man. Big shout outs to Sean here, Just Boxing Live. Make sure to follow Just Boxing right on Twitter. No, actually, not on Twitter. He doesn't have a Twitter <laughs> store, right? You don't have a Twitter store. Uh, on Instagram and Facebook, Just Boxing. Uh, big shout out to the Just Boxing Live Foundation, right? Doing great things out here. Um, hopefully, all that stuff uh, went well with you with the pandemic relief grant. Um, once again, much respect for that. And, um, yeah, that's all I got, man. Yeah. That's a got? Sh- for me, just shout out to Lalo for calling in. You know, we welcome any phone calls. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, call in. We, let's talk boxing. You know, promote what you need to promote. You know, it's, this is a big boxing family. And so we love talking boxing about what's going in and now out of the ring. And so, yeah, shout out to Lalo for, for calling in. Still no Twitter. Confirmed. <laughs> all right. Let us know when you got that up so we can. Uh, I'll put it up on the screen. If you get a Twitter, Sean. I will put it up right here on the bottom of your uh, screen somewhere, all right, so people can see it. <laughs> yeah, but um, 
yeah, and then stay tuned, man. We're, we'll probably be back soon with another live podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll see what other news uh, boxing brings us, right? Any other controversies or possible fights. It looks like sports will be back soon, as soon as June, all right? So maybe a couple weeks from now. So I just hope that a lot of these uh, boxers have stayed, you know, getting ready and training. Yeah. You know, because um, – a lot of guys are talking about oh fighting in June, fighting in July. You know, it's mm-hmm. not that far away. Yeah. So hopefully we're staying ready and yeah, and staying at a hundred. You know, to give the people what they want. Yeah. To me, also like with all the content put content out there, it's a perfect time for. I don't know. I I'm not sure if you've seen Joseph Parker's videos. He has some very mm-hmm. funny, entertaining videos, and I think I mentioned this in one of the previous podcasts. Like, Usyk, like, where are you? We missed your videos, your entertaining videos. This was a perfect time for you just to. Yeah, we're putting get like, creative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Getting creative content out there. And so, yeah, again, fighters are more than just fighters, they're people. And so, you know, content is necessary during these times. So, yeah, that's about it. That's it, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back soon. Peace. Peace. Like, you already know, I'm a fun guy. <laughs> Shout out to Against the Ropes. Well, my, my name. Let's box bitches. It's almost fight night. Shout out to Against the Ropes. Thank you for the support. Keep doing your thing. You're doing, you're doing a great job. So thank you and best wishes. Shout out to Against the Ropes. Against the Ropes. Shout out to Against the Ropes. Thank you guys for uh, the interview and uh, hope to see you guys soon. Against the Ropes, always doing the right thing. Uh, shout out to Against the Ropes, man. I appreciate